You're here because you still can't quite figure out if I'm full of shit or not, aren't you? I'm on to you. I'm Lydia, and you're listening to episode four of Psychic Itch, my podcast that gives a behind-the-scenes take of what it's really like to see spirits. Before the episode gets started, I must apologize for the sound quality. This episode is unusually quiet and quite um, flicky. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like you can hear the saliva in my mouth, which is just way, way more intimate than I was hoping we would ever, ever, ever get. And it's made me hyper aware of how much saliva I have in my mouth at all times. If you haven't tuned out by now, I'm really proud of you, but also I've kind of lost a little bit of respect for you at the same time. Wow. What I've also noticed listening back to the episode is that there seems to be, like, every time I stop talking, the sound just kind of, like, cuts out, and I don't know if it's just me But I found it quite distracting. So my tip would be, if you were listening to the episode, maybe try it if you've got headphones in, just have it a little bit quieter than usual. Or I think if it's being played on speaker, you don't even notice it. I'm just really, really nitpicky. And uh, so I just want to give you that warning. But please... Please don't judge me for this. I'm just learning as I go. (laughs) I think my computer didn't recognize the microphone and it recorded through the computer instead. It's such a rookie mistake on my end. I hope it's something that I've learned from and never, ever do again. (laughs) But I hope the content makes up for it because I thought about re-recording it, but none of my episodes are scripted and it just wouldn't bring the same magic if I had to try and do it all again from the beginning so yeah I mean like where would we be now if you didn't know that I was hyper aware of all the saliva in my mouth can't lose that magic Lydia (laughs) gotta hold on to it I've officially lost the plot. Let's get into it before I fire myself. (laughs) In today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about... I feel like I need a drum roll. Yeah, that was really effective, Lydia. Good one. (laughs) I know that's what you're thinking. (laughs) I'm going to talk to you about the first time I ever spoke back to a spirit... But in order to kind of get to that stage, I just need to give you a quick little rundown of how my abilities progressed from the first time I saw my grandmother that passed before I was born up until this all started going down when I was 19. Just a little warning, this is when the episode starts to get super, 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 super quiet. And no, I'm not drunk. I haven't taken any pre-workout. I'm just uh, not showing up at my best self today. 
I sort of need to describe how things took a turn after seeing my grandmother that passed away before I was born, right? So the last time I talked about her was in the second episode and I said that after my sister came into my room and told her to leave me alone um, that I didn't see her again for quite a while and and that's true. I still had other things happen in that childhood home that I will cover off in a future episode but the biggest change that came after that was when I started high school. So I think, I don't know, I think I was about 13, 14 when things started to get a little weird. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm just taking a moment because I know that this might be the time in which everyone tunes out of this podcast or writes me off as being a complete crazy person, schizophrenic, whatever. Okay, so, big breaths again. <laughs> we know that I had trouble falling asleep and what that looked like was me procrastinating going to bed for hours and then when I finally would go to bed, I'd try and try to fall asleep before I was the last one up in the household because as I've said before, I always worried that if I was the only one still awake in the house, that would be when I'd see something. So I'd try, but then what would happen is I wouldn't be able to fall asleep before everyone's lights were out and I have supersonic hearing so I could hear everyone snoring <laughs> and knew that I was the only one awake. So I'd, I'd lie in bed for a few hours then to try and fall asleep while not really being able to fall asleep because I was just so scared. My adrenaline was through the roof and my heart rate was probably up so I probably couldn't even get into a resting heart rate at all in order to fall asleep. But I was still, years later, still terrified of waking up and seeing someone in my doorway. So what I did when I was 10 years old after I'd told my family about seeing my grandmother is I changed my room around. I changed my bed so that the feet didn't face the doorway anymore. Uh, and now I definitely know I was 14. So I was 14 when this all happened because I went away on our school camp. We had the school camp in year 10 when we were 14 that you'd go away for a month. And when I came back, I had a double bed in my room and that was very, very lucky because I was a tall girl. I still am. My feet had been hanging off the end of my single bed for quite a few years before I came back to this surprise. And so I was really excited. And what that meant was the only way the double bed could fit in my room was if, say, you're walking into the doorway and the bed was directly to your right. And so if I was in bed and on my left-hand side, I'd be looking directly at the doorway, if that makes sense. <laughs> you can't see, but I'm like leaning over <laughs> in a fetal position, try, as if you could see me trying to explain it. It's a pretty simple description, Lydia. Let's give the listeners some credit. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm in bed trying to fall asleep. And I start hearing stuff. It wasn't scary. I knew it wasn't in my room. It was as if I was hearing it in my head. 
but the first time I ever heard something, it was two guys throwing a football to each other in a field. And they were like, throw it over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Chuck it here. And I could hear, hear them do that. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? I don't think I was scared because, I mean, it wasn't scary stuff. I think definitely over the next wee while, I, I really worried about schizophrenia. Um, really worried about it. So I, I did lots of research and, and talked to lots of people about it. But I was cleared of that. So that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a relief. It doesn't stop me worrying about it, though. I'm like, could it still be? Could it still be? Anyway, what happened next was it was almost like when I went to bed, there were so many voices that it just sounded like I was in a cafe. So I was sitting, it sounded like as if I was sitting in a cafe and there were all these conversations going around me, like really mundane conversations. And if I wanted to, I could focus in on one and tune in and hear what that conversation was about. And that went on for a while, like a few years, and it would happen most nights until things took a turn again. And someone came through and uh, used my name. That was when the the worries on my end really <laughs> took off um, because I went from sort of being kind of like a people observer through hearing in some weird way to someone talking directly to me and I'd try and ignore it I'd, I'd put my head under the duvet and just and hold my little lamb I had this lamb soft toy <laughs> I thought he'd protect me yeah uh, then after the next wee while I started feeling something stroking my face every night. It would be kind of right when I'd almost fall asleep. But yeah, I'd start, I'd feel it stroking my face like really, really lightly. And it wouldn't stop unless I physically brought my hand up and wiped my cheek as if to, to wipe away whoever was doing that. One night when that was happening... I just heard this voice say, It's me. Lydia, it's me. It's Amy. The voice came from a young girl. She sounded young. And that night I had a dream about a girl who was around about eight or nine and I dreamt that she drowned in our swimming pool in our house. Then some more fucked up shit happened in that dream that I don't think is relevant and I don't want to talk about it because it, I, it scares me too much. But I woke up in the morning and went to that same sister that I first shared everything with and told her about it. And she said, Lydia, and I was like, yeah, and she said, you know how, you know, mum always said that when they moved into this house, it was super quick, like 
a really quick turnaround, like almost creepily so. I kind of thought, oh, really? And and so I asked my mum about it. And now's a really good time to mention that I always felt like I was being watched the most in that house by our pool area. And if I ever put my head underwater, I it felt like I could see people screaming and, and trying to get me out of the water. Even my mum said as a toddler, I wouldn't go near it, I'd cry. And my dad's a swimmer, so, I mean, we... We were around the pool all the time. Anyway, the next morning, I don't tell my mum what I experienced, but I asked her about the house sale and and she ended up telling me that everything was super quick turning around. Even when my mum and dad moved into that house, the children's names were still on the doors. Like, you know how you can get wooden letters that are on the doors we had them and I just said to my mum do you remember what names were on the doors and she said oh yeah it was Dale and Amy and (laughs) my older sister was sitting there and she just looked at me and I looked at her and we were like "Mm, okay Uh, and so that was the beginning of starting to get direct messages from spirits and when I'd be in that state trying to get to sleep but but nowhere near nowhere even near falling asleep basically just lying in a dark room I'd have voices come through even in different languages like Russian and Spanish and most recently this year some kind of Asian language I didn't I couldn't pinpoint which one whether it was Japanese or Mandarin or I I wasn't sure if that's not weird enough I'd actually uncontrollably respond in the same language in my mind not knowing what the fuck I was saying I wouldn't be able to stop it it would be like a thought coming straight into my mind in a completely different language and then the person on the other side obviously understood it and would say something back in that same language and then I'd do the same usually they're not very long conversations um but it's a little unnerving not knowing what we're talking about and yeah those times really do make me feel insane But fast track until I'm 19 and I'm down in Wellington living in my first ever flat with my flatmates that I met in my first uni hall. I don't know what came over me, but one night I was falling asleep and not only did I hear someone talking to me, but I saw their faces as well. It was kind of like, so my eyes were closed and I saw their faces in black and white, one after the other, there were two. Uh, And I only saw up to their shoulders. 
And it was almost like the only way or the best way I can describe it is sort of like how I saw my my sister and her baby in episode three. It's like if you stare at the sun by accident, look away, and then there's an image burned in your mind, or sorry, burned in your eyes. Uh, so this was new, and it didn't help that I'd already had some weird things happen to me in that flat. It was quite an old flat up in Kelvin. We only stayed there a year, I wonder why. <laughs> the first lady that came through, something came over me and I just thought, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk back to her. I'm gonna see what happens. Bear in mind, this is a good five years that I've had people talking to me and at me. So it took me a really long time to muster the courage one night just to say, fuck it, let's let's see what happens. The first lady was lovely. She was a ballet teacher and she just was in her, I ended up seeing her in her ballet studio and she was just talking me through ballet and her ballet classes. It wasn't scary at all. It it wasn't terrifying. I think what ended up happening is... I saw her and she was talking to me and whatever she was saying, in my mind, I talked back, like almost as if it was telepathic and she'd respond. So it was this sort of back and forth through telepathy. Anyway, somehow she crossed over with someone else and a man came through and he was also all in grey scale, black and white. And I could tell he was older because the woman had dark hair, but this man had white hair and it was longish, like shaggy and, and longish. Um, and he had a big black hole <laughs> through one of his eye sockets. And he was a little bit more unnerving, but he had a really comfortable loving energy that he kind of put off and so again I didn't feel afraid talking back to him and so we did the same sort of thing he was just talking to me and telepathically I was just responding and and he'd respond and he told me all about how he'd been shot through the eye during a war And just talk to me about that experience. And then it was it. So looking back now, I don't feel any fear associated with that experience. And it's something that I do quite regularly now when when people come through. But I think sadly now that I'm I'm older and working, by the time I go to bed at night, I just want to get to sleep. So if someone comes through, I probably just fall asleep by the time I even have time to talk back. It's quite sad, really. Isn't that a waste? I'm actually going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. And then in the next episode, I'm going to talk you through the most pivotal experience I ever had with this. And it was in the house I'm living in right now. It was in 2019. <gasps> Fuck.
I told you not to come in because I was recording. I messaged you and I said I need to change my clothes. I was speaking. Sorry, my boyfriend just came in and went, you can, when you're talking about ghosts and then you just see someone behind you in the reflection and oh, my heart's racing. Huh? Did you say you're not a casual neighborhood spirit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Luckily, it was the end of the experience, so I was just describing what next episode is going to be. Apologies. Okay, so before we were interrupted, uh, before I was interrupted, I mean, my boyfriend just showed me he even took his shoes and socks off outside the door to not make noise and not come into the room. Um, so my next episode is was very pivotal in terms of what made me realise why I have psychic abilities because my whole life I haven't really understood why. I'm not a spiritual person at all and I'm also the biggest skeptic I know when it comes to this sort of stuff and I don't really understand or resonate with any psychics I see in the media or in magazines because I just don't understand monetizing this kind of thing or taking advantage of people that could only be grieving or going through a really rough time in life and trying to get some guidance. Yeah. I think I've talked enough. <laughs> Basically, next episode I'll be talking about me helping a spirit crossover. <laughs> in a nutshell. So there you go. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank you so so much for listening and for hanging in there with me as always on thursdays i'm going to have my little question box up on my instagram at psychic ish podcast if you want to share your theories or explanations as to what happened in today's episode uh however if you missed that episode or if you're listening to this from the future um, just slide right on into my DMs. I always want to understand why these things happen. And if you think you may know somebody that could enjoy this podcast, please pass it on. Thank you and best of luck getting to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs>